Daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. What does that mean? It means fuck it. She's not worth much. She's a hood rat. She's not worth impressing like a rich girl. If her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. Show her a good time before you stop her. Really? I never knew. <laughs> Even you and you were If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Just, just change the whole song around now. If her daddy's poor, just uh, put, take her on one of Felipe Esparza type of dates. <laughs> if, her, if she don't have no dad, pretty much you could be her dad. That's the way you operate. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's why I go out with women with who grew up with no dad and you could take them anywhere. And it doesn't matter because they're with a male companion. Uh, that was Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry, that guy's still around. Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. Those guys are British. Did you know that? I thought they were. Af- I don't know. That guy with the curly hair looks like weird, man. He does. He looks like uh, Andre the Giant or something, but not giant. Yeah, it's a weird. They're British. I never knew they were British till I just looked them up. And there's so many details. I don't know anything about them. It's basically a one-hit wonder, but they've had a couple albums. They still want to do shows <laughs> on cruise ships. Cruise ships. I think they're in a cruise ship commercial. In really? the summer's hot. Well, maybe their song is. They made a lot of money off that song, but I don't think they go on cruise ships. Maybe. Imagine how much money that guy made who wrote Jingle Bells. Every time they play it, ching-ching-ching. Right? Jingle Bells, maybe. I, I, think, I think Jingle Bells is public domain by now. Or Jingle Bells Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock is different. I don't know who wrote that, but. Yeah, that person gets well, a happy birthday royalty. Song. Happy birthday? No, that's public domain. Are you serious? Yeah. I know happy birthday is public domain. I don't know about jingle bells. But public domain is just after this certain period of time. I don't even know if happy birthday was ever copyrighted, but uh, after a certain period of time, it becomes public domain if they never renew the copyright, you know? Welcome to another Enchilada Casserole podcast. Sorry Enchilada we've been away casserole. for a while, but we've been busy, and it's been hot. So busy. It's hot today. It's, I, I ran out of energy. It's 107 right now. It's 107 outside. And it's... 86 in our house. <laughs> it went down... Wait, it's 90. <laughs> our house is 90 degrees <laughs> with the AC on. With the AC on, it does nothing. <laughs> You might as well just turn it off. I remember that Simpsons where, no, that Simpsons where um, Radioactive Man and uh, Fallout Boy. I don't know if you know those guys. It's like comic book characters, but they make the, this movie. Radioactive Man is, and Fallout Boy are characters in the Simpsons cartoon. Yes. In the Simpsons cartoon. Yes. And, um, and, they it, radioactive man is like the, played by this guy who's kind of like a Schwarzenegger type, and they were casting for a Fallout Boy, and Bart tried out and they didn't like him, but they liked Milhouse, so they booked Milhouse in the role, and then uh, 
But anyway, at one point, <clears throat> at one point, this acid like comes down, <laughs> flowing like from the dam or whatever, and and radioactive man is sitting at the end, and he puts his goggles down <laughs> like that's gonna do anything, and he says the goggles they do nothing. <laughs> just getting burned with acid. That's how I feel about this AC. It's just not helping at all. I'm dying. Ra- slippers, our rabbit, is hiding under a cabinet. I keep giving her ice packs. <laughs> she doesn't seem to mind them laid on top of her. That hot. Oh, it's hot, and it's it's bad. I'm waiting for one of my neighbors to collapse, one of our neighbors to collapse, because they're old. We went to Dodger Stadium. Yesterday with our friend, um, comedian, who's been a guest on the What's Up Pool podcast. PK. PK. And, man, you, you got to give it for this guy, <laughs> man. He is a, a true soldier. I mean, he's a, he showed up with three kids, and they're all under 10. They're under 8. They're under 8 <laughs> years old, and it was 109. 105 yesterday. 105, and we were in Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Section in the 11. shade. Luckily. Yeah. We were in the shade. But it was so hot. Still. Section 11, the last row of seats. And we got here. We got. We thought we got there late, but we got there really early. We got there half an hour early, but nobody else had shown up. And PK showed up like an hour after us. He didn't get no boxers. <laughs> that was a cool day, though. You got to meet uh, Jorge Harin and Jaime Harin, the Voice of the Spanish Radio Dodgers. Or the Spanish voice of the Dodgers, I should say. Yeah, that was awesome. That was cool. <laughs> oh, a, a fan of the show and uh, some guy, he hooked it up. It was a good father. Oh, no, no, day. no, Jesse Nunez. Yeah, that guy hooked it up. He's a media, Dodgers media guy. It was a good, um, it was a good day. Um, the comedian um, friend of ours, PK, hooked it up with those perfect seats under the shade. And um, Jesse hooked it up with a tour of the press box at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Jorge Jarin, Lanzamiento Sobre Plato, Patato Jardín Central. <laughs> and I got to meet Jaime Jarin. No se olvide, después de los del juego, Budweiser, the King of Beers, Jaime Jarin. Los Defendores. Un Los Defendores. Jaime Jarin. got to meet the legends of Spanish sports radio on on the Dodgers network, Jaime Harin, Hall of Famer, of course, Baseball Hall of Famer. Se va, se va, se fue para un cuadrangular. And, uh, man, I got to sit in a press box where... Probably where Fernando Valenzuela yes. has farted. Where, <laughs> where, where Fernando Valenzuela has farted <laughs> and sat down. Mean. Pedro Guerrero probably sat down and got interviewed by Jaime Harin. And man, it was perfect seats. It's oh, there right was a beautiful above. shot of the the diamond. It was beautiful. A beautiful shot from there, man. You could see everything, and I got to promote my shows that are coming up at the Comedy Magic Club, August 10. One night only. One night only. Hermosa Beach. And I got to promote my show that's coming up at the Brea Improv, September first through fourth. Yes, I was so nervous, and I couldn't like I was trying to say the right words, <laughs> and they had um. Jorge Harin is Jaime Harin's son. He's the one that interviewed me for Spanish radio. It was funny, but when he was interviewing me, he was on point. He would ask me a question and then go back to the game. Ask me a question, go back to the game. Felipe, Felipe, te ganaste un premio en NBC. 
va a estar los jóvenes atrás, pero otro se va, se va a la captura, pero tres out. Que, que te ganaste un show en NBC, las comics están ¿Cómo, Dime, ¿cómo, ¿cómo te cambió la vida después de eso? Bueno, la vida me cambió mucho. <risa> Strike, tres. Y ahora, canta, y ahora, ahora, bateando. Chris Carter. Chris Carter. <risa> dime, trabajamos aquí en el Dodger Stadium. It's like when they say English names in the middle of speaking Spanish. Somebody who's on TV or radio, it sounds like the widest, the most, you know, American English pronunciation of something when they stick in an English name there. Uh, yeah, y ahora, Chris Carter, and then goes back into Spanish. It's so funny to me. Man, I can't imitate that voice all day. I know every time you every time you do the the announcer voice in Spanish, it's always the Harin family, right? Yeah, they had their grand their grandson there. They had another son, man, Steph the third Harin. generation, Steph Harin, who also played for the minor leagues. Yeah, yeah, he was drafted onto. But it was let me tell you, people, it was hot. I don't understand how Pique showed up with three kids. Yeah, I showed up kids. with none. That baby was so wetty. So wetty. You got your drink. The other uh, ones just were their their mouths were hanging open, like why are we here? And you could tell the wife. <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> I don't know if this is true, but if I was the wife and the mom of the three kids, I would have been like, "Look, we're staying for an hour. I didn't even want to come, but we're staying for an hour, and that's it. Now we're gone." And that's probably what happened because they were gone when we came back from the press box. But it was funny. After the press box, they took us downstairs to the where the dugout club. The dugout club, and man, they had all you can eat: veggie dogs, Dodger dogs, super dogs. Well, we missed the all you can eat, the nice food. Yes, we were stuck with the leftover runs because we went in there late. It was like the fifth inning. Yeah, they were putting out um, desserts. But it was still fun, and, and it was AC for a little while. And I got to see a lot of old people that I used to work at Dodger Stadium with some ushers. Richard, mm-hmm. his sister is a comedian, Rita Jones. So, man, I've been, I've been out of town for about um, 11 weeks straight 11 now. 11 weeks straight, and this was your first. Well, let's see. Last week, we were, we were going to we, – when we record the podcast, it's tough because we do What's Up Fool every Wednesday most of the time depending on your traveling schedule. But we do that every Wednesday, and then you head out of town the next day. So there's really been no time to do the Enchilada podcast. And, um, yeah, so this is like the first break was last week. It was the first time you were free. Yes. And we we thought we were going to have a relaxing week, but then you had meetings because, you know, this hopefully will come out in more detail later, but you're working on a sitcom. Yes. Idea with some writers. It's going to go to pitch this week, which is exciting. Very exciting. So we'll see if that works out. Um, and hopefully we'll see your name in Variety as somebody who sold a pilot. Hopefully. That'll be nice. But anyway, uh, so that's been busy, 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 busy all yes. last week. This Be- week. I, the one of the questions that Jorge Harin asked me on the, when he was interviewing me in Spanish, He asked me about um. Tienes un podcast con tu esposa que se llama Enchilada Casserole, and I had to explain to him in Spanish how it, what it was. Enchilada Casserole. Yes, dime, ¿qué es eso? And I had to explain what Enchilada Casserole is. <laughs> um, and I had to explain to him. I don't know if you were listening from the back. I heard a little bit. Yeah. I said no, porque 
we have to have, we have a podcast because I have another podcast called What's Up Fool, and people were asking, we were you and your wife should have a podcast, so it's nice that we do the podcast because it gives us time to spend time together, even though it's still for a podcast, but we're doing uh, at least we're working together and we're always working together by the way, not just the podcast. Where we're throwing ideas at each other, or she, or when I'm out of town, Lisa's just constantly working, you know. Yeah. Um, well, technically, I run your day-to-day business. Day-to-day, you know. I do all the accounting for the business, the bookkeeping. Um, I do um, some tax prep with our accountant. I do... Um, a lot of social media. You run your social media, but I post like shows and stuff coming up. I do the email marketing for shows. I get flyers made, posters. I do. Uh, I talk to your agents and keep your calendar and all that stuff. I book the travel, and uh, and yeah. In between it all, we kind of dream. <laughs> you know, like think about where you want to go next and how to get there. And every day, you know, you watch what other people are doing, and you go, you know what, we could do something like that. Uh, or you know what, we I don't, I don't want to really focus on that. I don't want to, you know, maybe we'll focus on um, more on the Facebook. Li- like we look at the different audiences you have and on social media, and like how to reach them. And and it's cool. It's a weird. Uh, it's a weird time to be in to build your this tribe of people like online and you know building relationships with people you never met and then sometimes you do meet them at the shows and they're surprised you mem- you remember them you know but it's cool but we work together all the time and it's it's tough cuz when you're on the road i feel like i've been working all I day masturbate all day <laughs> i'm sure you do but when you're on the road <laughs> When you're on the road, I have uh, I'm working all the time. And if Isaac's not here, I work all weekend. Like I just have the computer. Sometimes I have it on the bed, and I have receipts and all this stuff, you know. With the rabbit, <laughs> the rabbit stays out here. But, uh, but yeah. So I'm doing all your your business stuff, and then, um, and then I write notes to myself, things we need to do next week, and and all these things, all the questions I have, and all this stuff. And then um, emails that your your agents send for bookings, and uh, and so when you call, because you call maybe twice a day when you're out of town, and when you call at the end of the day, and we have like our good night talk, I have all these things built up in my head that I've looked at all day. You know, issues, things I can't really complete until I get an answer from you about something, and so when we talk. Sometimes, a couple times, I've, lately I've gotten better at it, but a couple times I realized when I hang up, I realized we just had like a business conversation only. Yeah, you know? man, like... I, I call, <laughs> like I didn't have a husband-wife conversation. I, like, I might call just for her to send me a nasty photo, <laughs> but she's calling me to tell me that there's this douchebag on the show, and I said, who the fuck put him on that show? <laughs> now my home night ruined. Right, like a comedy. Oh, I gotta go, man. I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I really had nothing to say. <laughs> but see, it's it's a whole let this guy in the well, show. it's a whole new side of, of a relationship when you work together because, um, well, when you're Cause away, because I, I can't I, see I your face up, all the time. Like I might hang up, uh, I'm angry, but it's not really like angry because our relationship. 
but it has to do something with the business. Right. And sometimes, you know, how, how are you going to separate that shit? It's hard to separate. You know, like, is this guy, am, am I like, am I hating her? <laughs> is she the problem here or, or is the whole business? Of the situation, or right, and maybe I don't want to go meet this guy at noon. <laughs> when I just landed at ten in the morning, yeah. Sometimes you know, I land at ten in the morning, and then I forgot that I said yes to something. That's always the problem. I forget because I don't have a reminder. Well, you have you know? reminders, but you ignore them a lot of times. They too. don't click. <laughs> they don't buzz. Well, you travel a lot too, so I don't know if things are syncing for you in your calendar. But yeah, it's it's challenging because you hate. I mean, you get up and do press radio for your shows when you're on the road. You get up at, you know, 6 in the morning or whatever, and you go out and do TV, radio, I TV, I get up at 6.30 in the morning. No, I meet the guy at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, you leave, and then you, you start at, like, 7, start doing press till 10. No, 2 sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, depending on what who they're targeting. But then, and, and then somebody always throws in, like, a podcast or something, and you kind of want to, you know, you want to do some of them, and you want to balance it, and you don't want to be a dick and turn down everything because some of these people are loyal fans or, you know. They reach or sometimes a, people think like, yeah, man, we're going to have like a, a kickback, eh? <laughs> we're going to have a barbecue. Nothing big, man, but we'll appreciate you showed up. And tell some jokes to Everything all Everything will be friends. all set up. <laughs> Get ready for to take up 40 Snapchats with our family. <laughs> because you're selling a piece of yourself as well. I mean, you're telling jokes. That's your business. You tell jokes. You hope there's an audience there. Um, that buys tickets and that makes the club happy and that makes the club book you again. So you, it, but there's an extra level now. People want a piece of you. It's not enough just to see you on stage. When I used to go see comedy, when I was, you know, a teenager to 25, 26, I would see live comedy in New York and I never thought about, one time I talked to Sarah Silverman and Brian Posehn and she was trying to hook me up with Brian Posehn and I was married at the time and I was like, uh, I'm, I'm good, you know. I'm cool with wizards. <laughs> she was trying to, this is a long time ago in the 90s in New York and there was this little place called. I'm cool Liqu- guy with man boobs. There was this little place called Liquid Lounge. Um, no, 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 it wasn't Liquid Lounge. I talk, it was called Luna Lounge and it was um, south of Houston. Luna Park. Over on uh, Ludlow Street, I think it was. Ludlow. Lower East Side. But she was trying to find a date for her friend, comic friend, you know. But I just, I guess, looked like a groupie or something. But I had never spoken to anybody. Even David Cross, who had come, I'd seen a million times live in these little tiny situations. I never felt like going up to them and talking to them. But now with social media, people do, they feel like you owe them for them following you or coming to your shows. You owe them a little bit more. And not you love taking pictures. You love you don't care at all if somebody talks to you in the street or in the mall or whatever. You don't mind it at all. But for me, thinking about that, like, damn, when does it end? Like, they don't. I don't get mad at it, but I just wonder, like, how much more in the future are people going to want from everybody? You know, from celebrities, because you've got like, you know, Obama's tweeting to people, you know, because he knows he needs to people. You know, presidential candidates are tweeting to people. And uh, I just wonder how much more reaching, far-reaching it's going to be into oh, people, these celebrities' lives in the future. I'm already in my hotel room eating those honey barbecue Cheetos, and I get an alert on Instagram. Everybody t- at this place having drinks, screaming, we're over here, come meet <laughs> us. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to meet you over there right now. <laughs> 
Just yeah, people want you to bowl, and I'm eating honey barbecue right now and, <laughs> in my underwear. And and the first forty eight is just ended. <laughs> cold and, cases are and starting. cold case things. <laughs> American greed later. This is not. I'm not watching first forty eight. No, I'm watching what happened after the first forty eight. The next seventy two. <laughs> it's over after that, man. Yeah, man. So it's tough. It's tough though having you be on the road. Not just because of that, like. Sure, I get jealous too, and I, I wonder what's going on out there on the road. Don't roads be sometimes. lying. <laughs> you don't get jealous. I do. I do. Well, you've given me good reason over the years. Let's, don't not, be lying. let's not act like you're innocent. <laughs> let's not. We're married now. It's different. Let <laughs> it's a bond. Well, before we were living together, and then we were engaged, and you still were the same. But how? How? Well, I don't know how deep you want to get into the real. <laughs> relationship stuff but you've messed around on me and uh i don't think i ever did i know you did i have proof that you did you just don't <laughs> want to hear it <laughs> I remember, um, see guys will deny I remember, now i laugh at this it deep inside it hurt it hurt a lot <laughs> i laugh at it now because it seems ridiculous to me part of it you know that you're chasing down i don't know seems ridiculous part of it so part of me laughs at it now and i know you've been i believe you've been faithful since we've been married yeah but i've been faithful since i met you don't be lying so i win <clears throat> but uh i remember one time i was so loaded i didn't even know what was going on i was on top of some car and um i was like yes you know i was filibustering Afterwards, you know, after like that was a sad night to watch. I witnessed the whole thing. Well, was, I don't know what was going on, man. Well, Felipe. But I felt like this car was moving. <laughs> I was laying on some car and it was moving. And I said, Whoa, where is no, 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 no. The car's moving. Here's the real story. We're about to run out of batteries. I got to change this battery in a minute. All right. And Isaac's about to show up. Here's the real story Felipe was getting loaded. I hadn't seen him for a couple of days. Was that a good one? And then he came home. This was about 2007. And he came home and well, he came to my house and then he left and he left a note and he said, I'm okay. I'm at, I'm going to be at Sunset Room. I mean, you told me where you were going to be. I left a note. <laughs> and I was like, Sunset Room? He's not okay. It's like a Saturday, you know, okay, there's comedy on Mondays there. So Every had, room is sad there. So he had no business being there on a, on a weekend night. And by and I don't mean that like as a girlfriend or a wife wanting to go in with a frying pan and hit him over the head. I mean, you know, he's a, he supposedly wasn't drinking at the time. So this told me he was drinking. You know, he was on and off the wagon. And so I was like, sunset room. So I left my home. I don't know what, one o'clock in the morning because I had, I had been at work waiting tables. And it was late, 1 or one thirty, And uh, I got in the car and went out to Hacienda Heights, which is like 45 minutes, right? Yeah, 45 minutes. 45 minutes 60. east of us. Exit on 7th, make a right. <laughs> and then... Uh, Extra KFC and a Vietnamese restaurant. <laughs> and a donut place. Oh, yeah, good as blueberry donuts. But anyway, uh, I'm out there... And nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. But I know he's in there. And I don't really know why I went there. 
because I know I couldn't save you like from drinking or whatever, whatever you were about to do. But anyway, you came out at one point with Fly. Fly was there. Yeah, Fly was there. Yeah, dog. He was with some girl, and you yeah, were chasing dog. after a little shorty, chubby girl who was trying to get away from you and you were trying to kiss her. I could see this from across the parking lot. This is heartbreaking for me. Heartbreaking to see this guy. But part of me knows he's not in his right mind either. Yeah, not in my mind. <laughs> now, that doesn't well, let you off. That doesn't let, let you off the hook. But he's chasing this girl trying to kiss her. Over here. He's trying to kiss her. And then she was kind of like, oh, you know, whatever, kind of brushing him off. He was too aggressive and too loaded. I'm just shaking my head there in the car. I'm sitting in my car. I'm not hiding. I'm sitting there, and I'm just watching. Then, for some reason, he comes out of the. He goes back in the bar, and then later he comes out with the staff and friends. And for some reason, they all gravitate to my car, where I'm sitting in my car, and nobody sees me. Someone, we need someone to lean on. Nobody sees me, and I'm in my car. Chillaxing. <laughs> no, I'm not even chillaxing. I'm just, there was no Snapchat at the time. I wish. No I would have gotten this on camera. I turned around, and uh, and you and that Alice the Goon-looking waitress. Alice the Goon. Don't lie. I'm not exaggerating when I say Alice the Goon. I'm sorry. I'm More not. like the mask. Alice the Goon in Popeye. More like mask, the movie. <laughs> And I'm not talking about necessarily about looks. She was a a beast of a woman. Okay, man. She was tolerating me. <laughs> she was a beast of a woman. And uh, I needed someone to help me move a, a piano tomorrow. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I'm like, I'm. You're like hanging all over her, and then all of a sudden she lifts you, me up. You. <laughs> You kissed her against the car next to Ew. Time. No, I didn't. <laughs> you fucking did. You totally did. You kissed her against the car next to mine. And I'm just like, I can't believe nobody sees me. There were probably eight people in your You're group. a white shadow. <laughs> and then... Uh, You're invisible, good old man. <laughs> and my invisibility cloak on. The Fantastic Four. <laughs> Then he and Fly were standing on my driver's side. My window's down. Damn. Again, I'm not hiding. I'm in plain sight. My window's down. You could have farted on you. <laughs> you guys are sitting there talking about I don't know <coughs> what you were talking about. But then this was sad to me because this was like a movie where the guy hits rock bottom because you were telling jokes in the parking lot. You were doing your set in the parking lot to these seven people you know and it wasn't just like you were hanging out being funny you were doing your set like it was word for word you know some of your stuff you know i was practicing <laughs> my set what can i say <laughs> saw an like, audience do a show <laughs> i was just thinking man Take that is nice sad level. he's loaded he's on autopilot doing his it a nice little bump somewhere <laughs> of course i don't think he would have been that loaded drinking wise without having done some coke I, yeah, I think he'd been on it on a good one for a couple of days. So I must have not been sleeping then, which is even Probably worse. Probably not. Yeah. 
Didn't brush my teeth. Didn't floss. Oh, they, oh, they're <laughs> flossing back then, by the way. Yeah. So that was that was one of a few situations like that. But that was when we were going through some rocky times. And uh, where were they living at then? <clears throat> well, you know what? That was the time when we were thinking about moving in. So you were staying at my apartment in Echo Park, the little house, what we call the little house, that little studio apartment <laughs> that was $700 a month, and that was still overpriced for where we were. But it was uh, the one on Lucas Street. And it was then 700 bucks a month? Yeah, because we had a fight. We didn't have a fight that night, but we had a fight another night where... Um, you left and then you walked through the second street tunnel to downtown. So you were kind of, this is my opinion in my head, how I kind of justify what you're doing back then at that time. Guys don't like to mature. They don't like to straighten up and fly right, you know, before they're ready. You know, they have a lot of wild oats to sow and, you know, whether that's girls or hanging out time with guys or whatever it might be. Um, they don't want to settle down. And that's fine. But don't lead me on like you want to settle down, you know. But um, you were living, you were kind of wanting to leave the loft downtown, right? But you weren't yet out. Yeah. So you were between the loft downtown and my place. And so... Whenever you'd get upset, you'd leave, and you'd go over there. So it was kind of this like extra bachelor pad place to go hang out. So yeah, but you know, guys don't want to mature most of the time. Guys don't want to start settling down. I guess it's a sign of youth passing or whatever it might be. But guys don't like to do it, and so they either go happily into like marriage and family and all that stuff and then later have a midlife crisis and want to you know upset the the situation or they um have a hard time in the beginning of a good relationship they have a hard time letting go of their bachelorhood i guess you know i mean when we met you had two girlfriends on top of me you know two yes and don't we've talked about that don't try to hide it <clears throat> you know so one was serious. <laughs> I only thought there was one other, and it wasn't even a girlfriend that I thought it was just like a, well, it was just a, a buddy. It was a buddy. Just a buddy. <laughs> but buddy. Wake up in the morning, and she was there. <laughs> Nobody invited her. Nobody invited her. I'm sure you invited her. All you had to do is text four girls and see who responds first. That's how it went. That's how it went down. No, only takes you. <laughs> I knew that I had a routine. <laughs> routine. Well, you knew who was free when. We had a yeah. schedule. <laughs> and talk, text for people. It's funny, though. The you odds know, are better that way. <laughs> it's weird because I got out of a Who's marriage. Who's up? I got out of a marriage of 13 years, and the world had changed. There were now cell phones and texting. There was MySpace. MySpace. Oh, man. Speaking of MySpace, one of those times when I was leaving um, Lisa's apartment to go, go to my little loft, my little 800 square foot, I used to, um, I rode on the wall angry. In the tunnel. On, the on tunnel. Second Street 
tunnel. And I you wrote, can see this if you ever walk through. It's still there on one of the tiles in there. I wrote MySpace slash Sepeyin. MySpace.com slash Sepeyin, which used to be your profile. Right? Oh, it was my profile. And some <laughs> kid followed me because he saw it. One <laughs> he day, was another loser walking through the tunnel. <laughs> yes. One day, Lisa and I were at Hollenbach Park, and we're eating Allenby's deep fried being a cheese burrito that day. Oh my God! And why did I? Why did you ever let me do that? That's what happened. And Lisa that's, was raised vegan, by the way. Well, that's what happened. And I'm taking her to eat. Oh my God! In Boyle Heights, Allen B's burrito, bean and cheese. The salsa is so good. One of the best. Burrito. I know. I know. Like, like a lot of people that just eat burritos. They eat burritos, you know, with carne asada or whatever al pastor, chicken, fish, shrimp, whatever kind of burrito. People forgotten how good. Bean and cheese burrito. Bean and cheese burrito itself. is life. That's like, oh. if you do it right. Mm. The thing about Allen B's in, it, it, what's it, on First Street? On First Street, from, right um, next to the Hollenbeck Youth Center. Uh, yeah. In between Casa the Hollenbeck Youth Center and the movie theater. Yeah. The movie theater that's now a church. No, a church. Hallelujah. It's like Victory Outreach or something. And the police station's a little further down. And it's across from Hollenbeck Park. These burritos are awesome. And all I ever had, now I've never had any of their, um, the carne asada burrito Combin- or the, the, no, it's the combination. combination. Yeah, that they yeah, have, it's, yeah. It's, it's shredded meat. It's like yeah. machaca. Yeah, like machaca, that's right. And then uh, I never had any of that, but I know people love that. My thing was the bean and cheese because they have this red sauce inside, and my mouth is watering right now when I'm describing it. They had this red, <laughs> red chile sauce in there that made that burrito magical magical it had mexican oregano in it i'm trying to Something. i've tried to break down the ingredients in that sauce because the for sauce years. is kind of hot but it's also sweet it's flavorful it's so delicious and they won't give you the recipe but i've tried to figure it out um i want i want that recipe but because i i believe their beans have lard in them i'm pretty sure right probably probably the sad truth so we were eating those deep fried bean and we cheese had, burritos. Yeah, we not only had this bur- this burrito, which was already huge and bad for us, we had them deep fry it as well, which is insanity. It turned into a chimichanga. Yeah, once we saw that they would deep fry it, we were like, da-da-da. Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. And we took it over to Hollenbeck Park and just pigged out. Pigged out. Lisa loved this place also because they have the type of ice that she likes in her soda, which is little pebbles. Crushed ice. Crushed ice. But that means I'm fat. I've only known fat people <laughs> loving crushed ice. When I was a waiter, the only people who asked about what kind of ice we had were fat people, including my friend Pete. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Fat and people my boss, love ice. I'm telling you, and I'm starting to love ice, and I'm getting fat. What kind of ice y'all carry? I am. Uh, I'm a, I will admit this on the what podcast kind of right ice? now. Crush. I don't like crush. If I could eat freezer burn, I would eat freezer burn right now. I used to love eating freezer burn. <laughs> My grandmother, see, we don't have freezer, we don't have that frost anymore in these new freezers. Uh, But my grandmother's freezer years ago, I could just take my fingers like this and rake it toward me. And I would have a snowball (laughs) in my hand of, of, because you had to defrost the the freezer like every month, every two months, something like that. And um, man, it had, it wasn't just ice. It had a gaseous smell to it, a taste to it. It had this, I don't know what it is, but for me, it was it was delicious, and now, lately, I've been craving it, which I looked it up, and it, it might be a sign of anemia, so I have to go to the doctor and get that checked out, um, but uh, it's called pica. Pica. Spelled like pica, but... So, while we're eating those um, 
bean burritos yeah, at the park. Yeah, the burritos. I ran into um, that uh, some kid. He goes, "Hey, yeah, I'm. I follow you on MySpace. Oh, really, really? You heard? How did you hear about me? I was walking down that tunnel, all, all buzz, and I saw your name. <laughs> and it says, "Follow me." So I followed you. <laughs> Advertising. And now nothing happens on that MySpace page. Nothing. Do you even know you're logging anymore? Oh, for playing. <laughs> Somebody remember somebody hacked me? Did I know you when somebody hacked no, me? No, I didn't know you. I <gasps> met you probably a month or two after that happened. Incredible that that happened to me. I think it was the girlfriend you were dating at the time. Who? And I know who. I don't know, man. The shorty. Oh wait, they were all short. They were all short. The chubby. Oh wait, they were all chubby. <laughs> the pretty one. <laughs> I don't know which one that is. Uh yeah, so I think one of your girlfriends hacked you because that's a girlfriend move. But um, I didn't know you at the time. But you said you the only person you gave your info to was Silent Bob brother. Oh him. Well, you probably I thought but, it was but, like, but the internet was on was on um my old um my old uh, Felipe Esparza Yahoo. What do you mean the internet was on? Because I had internet for a while that wasn't paying for someone else paying for it. My oh, aunt. like Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi from Starbucks. Uh-huh. Well, she could. That doesn't mean that she could get into your account. Okay. Just because she paid for your Wi-Fi. Well, they got in. Man. <laughs> oh, the biggest hack of the year. Ladies, don't pay for your man's Wi-Fi. And they put um. Don't pay for anything for your man's. And they put my number out your there. Your man's lifestyle. Everything. My oh yeah, out. they posted a bulletin because that's how you communicated yeah. with everybody back then. You post a bulletin, and they put your phone number in there. Yeah. Call him. <laughs> I didn't know, but somebody called me. Hey, Felipe, you don't know me, homie, but your phone number is out there, homie. <laughs> somebody put it out there. Felipe was such a celebrity with his 300 followers that he had to go change his phone number back then. <laughs> that was, what, 2006? 2006, That's when it all went down. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, so his uh, so you got hacked, and then you had to start a new page, and then Gabriel was nice enough to send yeah. followers over to your yeah. page, right, to rebuild it. I always thought they hacked me too because why would somebody just try to help? You know, when that happens, you don't know who did it, man. Right. Even the people that help you, they want me. This motherfucker did it. Well, you're paranoid about anybody who helps yeah. you. That's what I was going to say about like, earlier when we were talking about the Dodger tickets. You get a lot of offers for hookups. But we hate taking hookups. We really do. Because if you... something sinister behind it. <laughs> well, one, either they're going to want something back in return. You know. Nothing big, but can you perform in my daughter's quinceanera? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's usually a place where it's not ready for comedy. <laughs> Somewhere they just don't have a bring microphone it on people. speakers. <laughs> just shout up there. Nothing big. Just mention the Munoz. <laughs> The Munoz family of Cadillac dealers. Yeah, my, like, I get on Facebook to do a live Facebook, and it turns into a shout-out show. Oh, your yeah, your live Facebook's on the fan page. That, well, they just recently added that ability to do that on the fan page. So awesome! They, everybody just wants a shout-out now. It's funny. It's really easy to do that. But I'm talking about like hookups, like when people, hey, whenever you're in town, let me know. We'll hook you guys up with a big dinner, or hey, I work at the this. You know, concert event. Just let me know what show you want to go to. I'll give you free tickets. Or, hey, um, I don't even know. You know, I got free Dodger tickets or whatever. Whatever it might be. Or, hey, my friend owns a shop. You want <laughs> you have to go hang out. But I don't want to. 
reach out, either they're going to want something extra from you, like a piece of you in some way. Or Wear this t-shirt real quick I'm going to feel like we owe them big time, no yeah. matter what. Like, I, I just don't like to feel... It's kind of like when guys would want to buy me a drink in a club. I'm no dummy. But I know what... I know that they're expecting at least me going over there and talking to them. And let me tell you, going over and talking to somebody, that idea is horrifying for me. That's old, right? People still do that, though? People still do it, and I don't want to go over there and talk to you. I just want to talk. I know that's the worst part. I don't want to talk, so I don't want this drink. You know, and I don't be I don't want to be a bitch. But when I go out, I'm usually out with friends. I'm never out to look for somebody ever. I don't think I've ever gone out to go look for somebody to hook up with. Neither have I. Always don't lie. Don't lie. No, don't. Don't lie. I don't go look for it on the app. Like it finds you. I don't go like hey, you know what this is a meat hangout. Right. Well, you don't go to clubs in the in general, but. But when you were li- when you were drinking though, yeah, yeah, you'd show up. I just done up comedy here. It was like a good spot to hang out. <laughs> There's dancing afterwards. There's dancing afterwards. <laughs> That's a funny thing about California. It must be the Mexican shows. I guess probably comes out of a lot of Mexican events uh, growing up. But you guys always mix stuff like comedy and dancing afterward that was new to me i'd never had dancing after comedy in new york that doesn't exist we're doing the baby shower tupperware party <laughs> I know. You know, man you should see black shows yeah man we're gonna have a fashion oh, show and a, a comedy fashion show. show every time i'm telling you <laughs> fashion show or hair show have you ever watched black hair show never awesome that's the one with chris rock oh no 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 he did a documentary on oh. black women and the Oh, the they, issues they, with black hair though. in American culture. Um, no, it's a uh, it's a hair fashion show. It's all these designers. It's big, right? In the black community, huge. Not just black community Everyone, anymore. Right? Everywhere now. I mean, you know, white hairdressers are getting in on it too, and you know, trying to steal looks. But they and do stuff. designs, right? Fuck it. It's like Patty Labelle. You know, how Patty Labelle's hair used to look like yes. a hat. That's the way a lot of these things look. It's Is like stacks w- and layers and and shelves and um, and attachments. You guys saw a meme like that. The black girl had a hair like a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are attachments sometimes where pieces move. And like, wow. yeah, it's it's big. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's separate from the fashion show. But just it's um, that hair show is big. It's big. You know what's big too, man? Only, I'm only saying this because I saw it on um, when I was working on that show. World's Dumbest. Yeah. World's Dumbest on... Court TV or? True TV. True TV. Black uh, fashion shows, but more like, not like fashion show, but more like a, a modeling show with trannies. Oh, yeah, like a drag like a drag show. A drag show. But just fashion, not like not like um, impersonators or anything not like impersonators. that. Impersonators. Yeah. Like the, they're picturing like the best drag queen of yeah. the night. Yeah. And basically who looks the realist yeah. too. Who looks more, you know, like a real woman too. We saw the people getting fired over the out, man. You saw the, the person who made the outfit yeah. get into a fight with the other people from the <laughs> outfit. Girl, you stole my style. <laughs> Dropping <Yeah>. blows. <laughs> Man, the best, um, you know, I, I know we've, we had Milani, uh, your childhood friend, who used to be um, Hong. Hong, yeah. Hong. Now he's well hung. Now, <laughs> now he's Milani. She's Milani. 
Um, we had her on the podcast and, um, I'm a woman. I've known a couple transsexuals in my life. Is she full on or, or still pre-op or op? I never asked, but I, I believe, but I believe she's pre-op. She's means- gotten hormones. She's got boobies. Penis gone? No, I don't think so. I'm not, I didn't ask because that's her business, but I don't think if so. If you're listening, and you a know lot of, <laughs> And a lot of, <laughs> With a like, it's it's a po- a faux pas to ask that, but um, but a lot, but pas? there are there are uh, transgender women who don't complete the process, um, and they still hold on to the penis. And we should invite one of them have sex. Yeah. No, you're crazy. No, because they don't complete the process. One financially. It's, it's expensive, hugely right? Expensive. Some of them become thieves. Well, that's why a lot of them come to Hollywood and try to make money, and then they end up prostituting themselves, Take and then they become the drug de- drug addicts, and they never complete they anything, girl. and Take then they the they, they get they get um, bogged down mm-hmm. by drugs, and it's sad. There are a lot of homeless trans transvestite non transvestites. A lot of them are have started hormone treatments and don't finish them or that's as far as they've gone or they don't even start that and they just dress that way because they really, really feel like they want to be a woman. I mean, it's, it's hard to watch some of those, those women, they look so sad, um, you know, wanting to make that change, but it's, it's like easily $50,000, if not more. I mean, for this, for the reconstructive surgery down below, that's a lot of money. And I don't even know if they, there might be a couple people here in the United States that do it, but it used to be you'd have to go over to Sweden. How did Kaylin Jenner get hers? I don't think she's complete. Ew. I think she's got, just like Milani. She's the only person that can tell herself happy positive. <laughs> but what I was going to say, though, about um, we have Milani. There's another, there's a comic named Blaze. Did you ever meet Blaze? He's buff, right? He's buff, but. He's got like crazy hair. He's a light skinned black guy. He's got three or four kids. Blonde hair? Um, it's kind of rusty, like maybe peroxide was used to bleach his hair. So it's not like blonde, but he it's kind of like rusty a tr- orange. like a James Brown transvestite. Yes, right? yes. But his body. Legs, right? It's like Jessica Rabbit. You guys seen him? He wears dresses? He wears, um, he, wears, he wears gowns, evening gowns. And he's hilarious. The new faces show? And he calls himself a father of the three kids that he has. Because that's what he is. But um, he was on, he wasn't on new faces. I think he was on the real show. Yeah, Chocolate Sundays is where I saw him at the Laugh Factory. But he, um, he wears gowns. And his doctor, really, a man, this doctor outfitted him with some hips. Because, you know... Most guys who go through that transition, they don't have hips. They just have straight up and down legs, which some women have too. But this guy, this doctor gave him hips, and they were soft and like curvy. So his, face, his hips are fake? You his hips get are hips? fake. You can mm. get hips. It's like right here on the side. And uh, he had hips. He had curves. He had an hourglass figure. And I was like, fuck, how can he have this thing? You know? It was perfect. His face now. He looked like a man. I know. He was a man. Being raised. When you say James James uh, Brown type of transvestite, like, yeah. He had James Brown's face on a female body. But 
he wants to be a woman. I mean, he's like, he feels like a woman, although he fathered three kids and he did go through life as a man for most of his life. Anyway. He retired as a man. Yeah. Hey, we're watching that 30 for 30. Speaking of transvestite or transsexuals, one of the people in that documentary is one. Crazy. I didn't even know. A helicopter guy. Helicopter pilot who broke. He actually was the first to get footage of the chase. The Bronco chase. Yeah. This is the 30 for 30 uh, OJ Made in America. It's a five-part. Yeah, five-part series. You it's can watch awesome. It on, you can watch it on Hulu, right? Is that where we're yes. watching it? An ESPN special. It's great. It's a true documentary. All footage, all news footage, plus interviews with the prosecutor and defense attorneys and... Um, you know, whoever's alive and we'll talk to them, basically. It's a great documentary. Real footage, all the news footage they ever had on things. Plus, it talks about the perfect storm that was there in place that allowed OJ to get off. Uh, the perfect storm of, of course, the racial tensions in L.A. In a couple of cases I had never heard of because I was in Ohio at the time of the riots. I had just finished high school and I uh, was in my second year of college. And it was, uh, oh, anyway, so these, these news stories were crazy. Some of these cases I had never heard uh, that Johnny Cochran helped um, not prosecute. What was, he was a civilian lawyer, mm-hmm. right? He, was, he would, he would uh, be the plaintiff's attorney in uh, civilian cases. But um, talks about that and talks, and, but this guy who we were talking about who's transsexual, he's a transgender woman now. She's uh, Zoe Tur, and she talks a lot. I had to look her up. I was like, who is this woman who kind of looks like a man or looks like somebody who's going through the process? And she was, he, when, he, when he was a guy, he was uh, a helicopter pilot who also created a news, um, what would you call that, news organization. News report organization. L.A. News Source or something like that. Like TMZ. Yeah, it was like TMZ, but it was all based in L.A. This guy in his helicopter has found more, like, crashed aircrafts and stuff. Any Anytime they're looking for a plane, he's found, like, 20 of them and helped out the police and local governments when there's a crash. Um, he's located these planes. He's, he followed the first, he had the first on air car chase with, with his heli- helicopter. Cause he had a private helicopter. He didn't belong to a news organization or the police. He would just sell it. He would sell it. It was like that movie. Um, night, night, something. night, night, well, night wolf, <laughs> night crawler, night crawler, yes. night crawler. Yeah. He was and that he was like night crawler where he would go and, and get news and then sell it to, um, Anybody, ABC Nightly News or whoever. I think ABC Nightly News probably bought it from him most. Um, but he had the the first footage of the Bronco. And nobody else had caught it. He was flying all over the place and he saw it. And so he had the first footage of the Bronco chase. Um, he also had footage of Reginald Denny getting beaten up in the L.A. riots after Rodney King, um, after the, the cops went um, unprosecuted, basically. Uh, unpunished in the case of the beating of Rodney King. So, yeah, it's a really interesting documentary. Um, Watch it, people. I don't think there's... <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that he did it at this point, right? With, with, it, now that we have the future, now that we're in the future and we have DNA knowledge, 
more knowledge than they, we had back then. Because they were, okay, the perfect storm was racial tensions in L.A. Not a lot of people knew anything about DNA evidence back then. Now it's everywhere. But people didn't trust it when that was used as part of the evidence. Now they trust it. Now they trust it. Um, even if Mark Furman, who is, you know, a piece of shit guy as a human being and shouldn't be on the police force or anywhere near it, even though you have him uh, as a, a horrible witness and, and a horrible person to be on the, the investigation investigative team, there's no way he could have planted that much evidence in, you know, half an hour between two homes in, um, in Brentwood the night of this, the first night that all this went down. There's just no way. Bloody socks in the bedroom. I mean, <laughs> with their blood, with the, the blood from the crime scene, it, that's, that doesn't get talked about enough. I know it makes it sound like Mark Furman every day since the last two years has been plotting this, this big caper to catch OJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, you would mm, have to have it. Yeah, footprints. I know. He bought his shoes. He bought the same shoes. <laughs> the same shoes and ran he through it. He knew he'd be in Chicago. Made a footprint. Uh, it's it's just ridiculous. But um, Johnny Cochran was able with, also with the jury that they chose, and, and every case goes through serious jury selection. They know everything about the people that they're they're uh, going to talk to in jury selection. Judge Ito's wife used they to work with Mark Furman. Judge Ito's wife was a deputy. He shouldn't have been a judge. He shouldn't have been a judge. That was another perfect storm thing. She kept quiet and, and signed a, a, waiver. a waiver saying, yeah, there's no conflict of interest here. Um, they chose him because he was Asian. He wasn't part of any culture who was involved in these race, race riots. He's Japanese. He wasn't even Korean, like this, a lot of the store owners down in, the, in South Central when things were going down during the riots. Um, you know, it's just a, it's so many things went into this case. And the celebrity of it all. The fact that you have some American hero here st- sitting on the stands. I'm not black, I'm OJ. Yeah, he he did transcend uh, race in his own mind. He's crazy, man. So what happened that night, though, when we were leading by the car? Huh? Whatever oh, happened. Oh, you mean the story where I saw you? Well, okay. Oh, let's go back. Lean okay. back. <laughs> I just remember that. This, so, hey, this car was moving. And well, then, first. And I saw you were in it. Well, first. Uh, so we. <laughs> okay. So you kiss the girl. You talk to Fly, then you go back and kiss her again. And that's when I started driving the, the away. Goon? Yeah. Do, 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 you weren't do, 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 you weren't on the car at that time. You were on the next car next to me when you kissed her. And I pulled away. And then uh I looked at you and I and you made eye contact and you and Fly at the same time went, "Oh," and realized it was me. Right, and I was looking at you, and I was disappointed. I was sad, and I was. I said, "I hope all this was worth it." Not what it seems. <laughs> and, and then uh, I left. You left. I left. I, oh. went, I went back home. I thought I went with you. No. Oh. You uh, texted me. You went with Fly, and you texted me, 
and they were not nice texts. Now everything was my fault. You stalker. Yeah, it was my fault. What did I text? I, well. I know you saved them. Women saved everything. <laughs> I don't think I saved those, but I did. Uh, I think if I said what you said in them, if I revealed what you said in them, you might, they might be held as evidence against you mm. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> they weren't nice, and they were full of threats. And um, you were loaded. Then that's when I could tell that you were on coke as well, because that's what happens when you get on coke. I turn into cocaine kid. Well, tequila and coke, I should say. Yeah, tequila's tequila is the worst for you. Um, yeah, tequila makes you a monster. That's not a that's not a good thing. But yeah, I went home, and uh, I was scared that you were going to come to my place. I didn't know if you had your keys or anything. I didn't think I, I thought I went home with you that day. No, no. You went, home, you went home with me on a different day oh. when you saw your old girlfriend, Marisol. Oh. And you were uh, like dancing at some club while I was working or whatever. But this night, no, you threatened me. And then I was at home and I was worried that you were going to come over. And I was about With to call flowers. the cops. <laughs> I was about to call the cops. And then um, I ended up leaving. I just went. I don't know where I went. I think I went to Jack in the Box or something like that to get away from my house. And I stayed away for about three hours. And I don't think you came there with Fly, but um, it was not a, not a fun night. And then I think about we broke hours. up. No, I think we broke up for like a month. Yeah. That was when we broke up. I remember this. Yeah. That, that was when we broke up. It was like... <sighs> It was like June, July. The summer. 2007. And then, um, yeah, it took us almost a month to finally repair things. Because it's tough repairing something with somebody who's not all there at the time. You know, it's not like a normal relationship that you can work on. And maybe, you know, looking back, I maybe I should have just said, forget it, you know, and not pursued anything and maybe in my right mind I would but I think part of me felt like I just knew this other guy in there you know I just knew this other guy who was smart and funny and caring very sweet oh that's right the next day or the two days after that or whatever you came to get all the stuff that you had left in my apartment you brought Lloyd Christmas with you. He drove you there, and you and I was not home. And you came to get all the stuff in your apartment, in my apartment. You didn't live there officially, but you had stuff there, like some clothes, toothbrush, and stuff. You were laying up. And um, then you, uh, you, I when I got home, I think I crossed paths with you, and you were leaving. And I saw you leaving with a bag. I put all your stuff in uh, bags, by the way, neatly packed in bags. You're welcome. But uh, but then you took you took the bags, and I saw you leaving just as I was coming in. I tried to back back out in the stairwell so I wouldn't see you. And when I went inside, I realized you had taken all the love letters that you wrote me, and that pissed me off. Because I still them. want them. <laughs> but what did you do with them? You threw them in the trash? Yeah. Fuck you, man. 
I don't know why I got that. Fuck you. Love letters, Rasa. How did you even know to find anything? How did you know to find where to find those? How'd you know where to find me? Because I'm not loaded all the time. I'm not loaded all the time either. I don't know how you knew where to find those letters, but they're gone. All my love letters from you, all of them. They were so sweet. The sweet, caring love letters. This person has a soul of a poet sometimes. The poet here, Paulo Neruda. Uh, I just knew that there was this other person in there that has so much potential. And, you know, it's so sad to watch somebody throw everything away. I didn't feel like I was throwing everything away, I know away, you though, didn't. But, but, looking, fun. but looking back, don't you see that this is every time you got loaded like that and went on these binges, you were hitting pause on your career. You were hitting the pause button, right? You can't yeah. move forward like that. You can't move forward. You're spinning your wheels in the mud, you know? In the mud, for sure, because that's hard to get out of. So that was tough. That was tough times. It's funny. We were <laughs> at our wedding, in our vows, and we were exchanging vows. I talked a little bit about, you know, the bad times and all that stuff. And we just meant, we kind of glossed over it. But Marcella brought Byron Bowers with her, the comedian, to the wedding. And he turned to her and said, damn, what did he do? <laughs> What did he do? What did he do? <laughs> Why did he say that? Because I guess the vows, like my vows included, or both of our vows included stuff about hard times, you know, or tough times together. And But it just kept coming up. It was like a recurring theme in our in our vows. I was in Orlando. Yeah. During the massacre. That's right. The shootout. And I guess I'm the alligator eating. Three things in Orlando that weekend. Everything crazy happens in Florida. But you know what? Everything happens everywhere. It does. It happens everywhere. But you know, do you know why um, it happens? Every All of this crazy news comes out of Florida. Why? Florida is the l- third largest state by population. Hence, there's a higher probability that some of those people will be very strange or get themselves into strange or dangerous situations. Florida is also a bizarre mix of cultures, of transplants from other states and countries. So it's hard to find a central defining characterization, characterization of the state's culture other than simply weird. Here it is. Since 1909, Florida has had a proud tradition that all government business is public business and therefore should be available to the public. That means all records, including photos and videos produced by a public agency, are easily accessible with a few narrow and obvious exceptions. Public officials are also required to open all of their meetings, even unofficial ones, to the public. But yeah, so it's because everything is public. The public records laws in Florida make it... make for lots of news coming out of that state. And when you're a news person, a journalist, there's very little journalism these days, but when you're gathering stories to go with that day, you're going to pick odd stories, right? For, you, know, you pick a little weird, here's a funny story out of south, the southeast of our country, blah, blah, blah. And then um, it's usually a Florida man. Um, and that's because of these... That's because all this stuff is public, and not everything in these other states are public. So that's the reason. But, yes, weird stuff happens everywhere. You had the Christina Grimmy shooting on Friday, right? That cancels some shows around you. And then Saturday, you have the Orlando mass shooting at Pulse Nightclub. And then Sunday, you had to perform still, which is weird. That was weird because, like, I, I never thought about it. 
at the crowd is thinking, wow, am I going to feel, am I, people going to think I'm an asshole because I showed up to go laugh right afterwards? Right. Like these people had tickets, but then they feel guilty. The thing is, your show, your show was sold out on Sunday. Yes. It was listed as sold out on the website. It was sold out, but only half the people, or fewer than half, showed up in the end because it was a weird weekend. And I think you're right. There's this guilt for feeling like, is it, is it bad that I still want to laugh? I want to go laugh somewhere. You know, I like this comedian. He happens to be here on this horrible weekend. I'm going. You know, like Elaine, when her her um, date didn't show up because he got stabbed, but she still got juju bees. All right. <laughs> he got hit by a, a car. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And she was at the movie theater. Oh, let me just get some juju fruits. Might as well finish my lunch. <laughs> as well. Yeah. One, one of the people that was at my show on Saturday night, the day of the shooting at the post bar with a, <coughs> with a, a Latino couple. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we mentioned it in some other podcast, but I don't think we did. We were worried. I was worried about them because, if, you know, I figured they'll be opposed to. It was a gay couple. A gay couple. Mm-hmm. Two guys. Two guys. Then when I saw that tweet that my friend, what, what was the tweet we got? Uh, it was a guy, um, Jose Gordillo, Gordillo, in Orlando. He was your fan. He told his cousin, who's gay, and his cousin's boyfriend, he said, why don't you guys come to the show? They heard on your other podcast that you were coming to Orlando. So they were like, we're going to the show. Why don't you come with us? So they came to the comedy show and didn't go out after because they were too tired. But they had a good time at the comedy show. And... Um, Otherwise, they would have gone to Pulse, and they could have been dead. So they said I, I saved, saved their, their lives. lives. <laughs> Comedy saving lives. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You did talk about it on What's Up Pool, but... We're sharing it with you guys now. We're sharing it Our Enchilada Casserole podcast listeners. Please, also, um, if you are, are, are a listener of the Enchilada Casserole podcast, please um, write a review on iTunes or wherever you can, SoundCloud. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we want, if we should go once a week. Now, maybe one day we could, we'll go once a week if we find the time. If we find the time. But if you get this TV show, I don't know what's going to happen with your schedule. <laughs> I know. I've been bu- as soon as I got home last week, I was busy every night. Every, oh, every day Every and night, night I was meeting with people yeah. who were trying to get this show together. And... Um, Man, it's looking good so far. It's a lot happen. of work for you. you. You've talked about that before. What I was going to say earlier in the podcast that you, you, you get up and do radio every morning when, you, when you're out of town and doing these shows. But you hate, you hate the business of Hollywood. You hate, <laughs> let's put it this way, you hate the process that it takes to get to the point where you might be pitching a show, Right. Or you hate the process that it takes to find, to kind of pin down what you want to do and how you want to get there, who you want to meet with. You know, he's he's trying to make a transition in his career, not transition, but to add to your career as a comic, trying to add TV stuff. But what happens is you end up meeting with a lot of agents, a lot of writers, um, some people with development deals, producers, that sort of thing. 
And a lot of times meetings are bullshit. Yes. And I know you hate meetings and you want to know what every meeting is about. And I can't always tell you. But I can tell you that, you know, this is one step of many toward getting where you want to be, you know. But you want to know exactly what's going to happen in that meeting. I don't have an agenda. Agenda, They don't have agendas. Just sometimes meeting with people face-to-face kind of helps everybody in the room put together a plan, you know. Or maybe ideas spark a little bit more when you're face-to-face rather than each of you sitting in separate places and maybe talking on the phone, you know. Um, So it it takes a lot out of you to pull it together and go and get to a meeting, but part of what's necessary. Can you turn that down for a second? Put your headphones on the Raku. Yeah. What else you got, babe? About what? What else you want to talk about? About how hot it is. I know it's hot. Remember when, remember when we were living? We used to live in a place like she, Lisa mentioned, mentioned the little house, and because it's little, put it this with this house, you, they had no. If you looked at the window, all you see if straight ahead is somebody's couch because the person in front of us has a door open. And there was no AC. No, I know. I've never had AC till we moved to Echo Park, and we had barely no, 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 AC. no. We didn't have. Oh, my bad. No, we had we no had AC. Fans in the window. We never had AC. Never had AC until central we moved air. Here. What is that? Yeah, we never had AC until we moved to Glendale. These are room air conditioners, though. They don't really cool the whole room. They're not very efficient in a hot day like this. Oh man, but it was cold, and we would have to open the refrigerator, stand by it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, many still times. have to cook. <laughs> we Luckily, should go have tonight some, we're going to have some Chinese yeah, food at our favorite spot. Hapu. Yes. We should go have some right now. So it was um, Happy Father's Day to everybody. I know we're late, but yeah. I hope everyone had a Happy Father's Day. And um, hopefully none of you guys took your old old ass father to Dodger Stadium or because that was too that's not a, that was not a good spot for an old man. <laughs> there were people yeah. passing out. Yeah. Passing out and leaving on stretchers. <laughs> there was a man sitting next to me. He goes, this is nothing, man. I'm from Fresno. Yeah, you're from Fresno, but you're in the wrong seat, sir. <laughs> Everybody was trying to find shade. Yeah, man. People were trying to steal our seats. Trying hard. All right. So we'll uh, wrap it up for this week. We're going to wrap it up. I'm getting hot. Okay. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Um... We're going to talk about, uh, we're doing a show at the Humphreys by the Bay, by the way, in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It's your next show. So uh, we're promoting that. I don't know the date. It is July 15th, one July night only. July Humphreys by the Bay in San Diego. This is a big deal, people. Big deal. Because before this, he was at American Comedy Company, where you might have a, a pillar in your face. A, oh, yeah, a, a pillar. Col- a column in your way. A pillar on your face, and they want, the, they, w- they want the show to be 70 minutes long. And they want the show to be 75 minutes long, which... And they wanted two comedians. Yeah. One, so we're going to bring you comedian, four. One comedian and Felipe, so that just doesn't jibe with what we want to do. So um, we decided not to go to that club anymore. And some people had been complaining about that club anyway, because they were in, like, standing room... Yeah. And uh, couldn't hear and couldn't see. And, you know, that's annoying. It's we annoying. Can't, you can't do anything about it when a venue we sucks. That. We can't do nothing about it when the, when the AC doesn't work at a club. And I know. We, and you got to sit there. <laughs> I'm sweating too, by the way. Yeah. I got titty sweat. <laughs> I know. I can't. 
we can't do anything about it, but we do take those things into consideration. One time, the one thing about remember John Lovett's club? Yeah. Oh, that's that. They had room for yeah. The they had three floors. It was a beautiful club, but it was weirdly set up. I don't think comedy. It was more like an opera house or something. It was like floor level people, and then like two or three balconies. Um, maybe two balconies above that, and the the top balcony was went all the way around like a horseshoe, and that was standing room only. And so he sells out the show. Yeah, and we realized. That that top floor, nobody had a seat. They were all standing there. They were standing, and some of them didn't have a table for their drinks, which was yeah. messed up. Girls in there, and I don't they're like still that. required to have two drinks. Those, like if you're from a guy who brings my date, and I know my date, you know, some of the women are happy, some of them are not, but still, who wants to stand on high well, heels? They're all wearing heels. Most heels, of them. heels. A lot of them was those big old platform heels, and uh, they were not comfortable. And I would have been pissed at my boyfriend for taking me to that. Yeah, Felipe, you're funny, but man, I got trusted my ankle on the way out. <laughs> so it that was it's hard to hear that, but uh, we do listen to that feedback. And but, it, it we actually the next time you were going to play John Lovitz, we were going to say we don't want any tickets sold for that spot, you know, unless yeah. people really understand that it's going to be standing room. Um, but it, it unfortunately just they stopped booking people and they closed. So it didn't even have to be a conversation that we had. It was my birthday also this weekend. Yeah. Actually, my birthday is all month. We went to... Um, how come we, my birthday doesn't last? I don't long? know, man. You don't know how to do it right. Sucks. Uh, most, of, most Latinos I've met, and, um, you know, any, um, not just Latinos, but some, unless you're a wild personality or a person that's about me, me, me. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of me, me, me. I remember one time my brother, it was, his birthday was coming up, and this motherfucker had a wish list. <laughs> I had a friend who did that when he was like 25. People do that. Adults do that. If I you're think a it's, person over 30, don't do that shit. I think it's a younger person thing and they're in their 20s. It's a millennium thing. Yeah, and they think that their friends are going to get them gifts like their family did. They've been, I, they've I been watching they too much TV. Yeah, I think they they don't they think they have the friends on friends or something like that that they're going to get gifts from their friends i had a friend who turned 25 or 26 in new york and i was 10 years older than him or almost 10 so years so the one you have tickets he no he sent out an email to all his friends about like all these cd's he would like this was back when there were cd's about all sorts of music he wanted to get and all this stuff and I emailed him back. I said, are you seriously sending this out to your friends? Like, I can never do it to my friends. I'll just ask them. Well, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think you would. You don't ask your friends for gifts. You just complain to your wife that you don't like any of the gifts anybody gives. I got a watch. <laughs> I like your watch. You like watches. I do. Don't give me that face. got two T-shirts. See, I can't get you anything. You got two nice T-shirts. Great. A fucking magic show. <laughs> You got two nice T-shirts with cool things on them. I got a, I got a cool T-shirt that my wife got me. It's um, it's a picture of Eastside Morales with a little earring. He's dressed as Bob. He's dressed as Bob from La Bamba, and on the bottom, on the, the the teacher reads, the, sorry, the T-shirt reads, "Not my first, not my last." Yeah, it's not my first, not my last. And there was another shirt you got me. I got you pretty the Warriors, awesome, the Warriors. But it's little kids. It's little things like that, you know, like that. Um, 
that you know when somebody loves you, you know, that gives you little things, you know, that makes the whole day awesome. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like maybe you wanted something bigger, but then, you know, the warrior shirt makes up for it. But you see, know what I mean? You wanted something outlandish, like, you know, like, oh, whatever. Maybe some of you guys want to be surprised with Disneyland tickets or something <laughs> or whatever. But then you see a shirt that is going to guarantee you 5,000 likes on Facebook. <laughs> I know that shirt People got a lot of asking, likes. where'd you get it at? Where'd you get that shirt? I know. Which is why a lot of people want to give you these shitty t-shirts to wear. Please don't give me a, a shitty t-shirt. They have the shitty logo of a marijuana plant. I know. I mean, so many people make these crappy t-shirts with... They're trying. They're trying. They're trying to get something off the ground. It's a tough business to get into the, bi- the t-shirt business, business, right? Because you have to get somebody famous to wear it so people notice it. But the thing is, nobody's going to notice it because these t-shirts are so boring. Uh, they have a logo that doesn't mean anything. I like. I know you like funny t-shirts. You like like the Isai Morales thing. That's yes. your favorite line from La Bamba. Yes. It's your favorite line. It's a lot of people's favorite line. I'm pregnant, Bob. <laughs> it's not my first, not my last. <laughs> so that's your favorite line from the movie. I knew that. I got that shirt for you. It's a lot of people's favorite line. They love that shirt. They want to know where they where you got it. I also got you the Warriors thing. I know you like Warriors. This is cute because it's little cartoon kids dressed as the Warriors. Warriors come out and play. But um, awesome shirt. It's what great. else you got me? But hold on. But these other people, they have these T-shirts that have a logo of like some I don't know dragon or a, I don't know. Dragon or a, a crazy just make up a, a name. phrase. Sinner clothing. Sinner clothing. There yes. you go. And it's written in the douchebag letter. Yes. And, and and then it's the the N. It, the it's sinner, not even a soft the, T-shirt. And then the S is backwards. Obviously, <laughs> to make it look cool. It's not even a soft T-shirt. It's just one of those regular like Hanes T-shirts. It's just not a pleasing T-shirt. And they think that if they give it to you for free, you'll wear you'll it. Wear it and you'll put it on in, in pictures. They'll get rich. But see, the T-shirts you wear aren't f- given to you by anybody. You just happen to like them. You like a clever shirt. You Speaking like of crazy shirt. stuff, I ran into the guy that made those pins that that comedian wore on um, on the, the, the View. Huh? Who? Um, I think Cristela Alonso was on... Oh. Was on so I'm just shouting out stuff that happened last week. All of a sudden, I remember. I think Rustella Alonso, the comic, was on The View. Uh-huh. And then they were asking her about, where you get those pins? She had oh. Cantinflas and all oh, that. Okay. I ran into the guy that made the pins. Oh, yeah? Like, he, he didn't know where. She says, I guess she bought them off um, Pinterest, whatever uh-huh, yeah. whatever it is. Etsy. Etsy, yeah. And he, they, they, sh- they gave him a shout-out. And yeah. then I ran into him at um, Veggie Did Grill. he get a lot of orders? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That was cool. But stuff like that. You buy little clever. things. Yeah, it has you buy little things, right? Yeah, little things Bow like ties. that. Like uh, we bought. Uh, well, actually, we didn't buy. They reached out to us, and we thought they were cute, so we did promote them. That was the fuchila. Is it pronounced fuchila? Fuchila. Fuchila. Fuchila, fuchila which is like a stinky face. You're like <sighs> sort of face. Um, but it's a, it, it was an air. It was an air freshener, little air freshener for your car. But they were cool little. Mexican culture um, things like that's uh, some salve. It looks like mud or something on my foot. Um, but it, it's got 
They had cool little uh, Mexican culture icons. Yeah, the Selena. They had a Selena one, which isn't, isn't for sale because uh, they wouldn't. Her family wouldn't license her image. Uh, they had a Blue Demon one. Um, Fuchila. And there's a Cantin Plus one. No, no, no. Who is that? Pancho Villa? Yes. Pancho Villa uh, one. And then I forget who the other one was. But anyway, they were cool little air fresheners. So we And the one was a Calavera one, uh, a skull. So that was, uh, they were cool. So we promoted them. But not everything is cool. I know, man. Like sometimes, like uh, a lot of stuff sucks. I hope I'm, I'm. I hope I get the name wrong. Cause I don't want to say the right name. <laughs> like, remember that one time I was out of town, I think somewhere, and I think maybe Boise, and the guy gave me all that um, Latino pride or Chicano oh, yeah, pride shirt with yeah. the Aztec warrior stuff. Yeah. I ended up giving a, that comedian Butch Escobar that hat. He loved the hat. <laughs> but they make beanies and Chicano yeah. strong or something like yeah. that, and. They want George Lopez to wear it, yeah. but he has his brand, 5150. Yeah. We have our brand, too. What's up? Felipe's wears well, our we brand. We have our own shirts, yeah. And then you wear a few shirts that you like. I think the only cool. way you make money is T-shirts is if you're, if you're the second party. Yeah. If you're the person that's supplying them, like Redbubble. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. cool shirts. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they are a seller of, yeah. of, of other stuff. people who, yeah. Like, basically like an Etsy. If you have a design, that Redbubble, I think, is where I got the Warriors shirt. Um, you kicked ass on that. Yeah, I, I like. I know your style with shirts. Also, um, we, we went to something that no nobody from California should ever do. By the way, unless you know this town, leave to Universal Studios at three p.m. <laughs> when it's a hundred degrees. That's what we did. We went we to did. Universal Studios. Yay! Yeah. I say we saw Hogwarts. We saw Hogwarts. Oh yeah, we, I loved the Harry Fuck Potter. Fuck it, I love it Universal Studios. By the way. But uh, that ride was cool. The new this was I can't even remember the name of it. It was not the roller coaster that they have outside. This was the one inside. Um, but man, I got nauseous on that. That's the one that we were riding around. The one you loved? Yeah, the one that was because you know Universal rides are not full roller coasters set up on a roller coaster track and everything. It's all illusion, which is why we're really moving up and down, though. You're moving up and down on a jib arm. Yeah, you know but how those cars, uh, yeah. the Fast and Furious. It's a cars, tiny roller coaster, huh? It's a, not even a roller coaster. You are being held. You are in a car with four people, with total four people, right? Yeah. That car has an arm on the back, and the arm tilts you backward, turns you sideways, turns you this way and that way, and whatever's on the screen in front of you changes, and then you turn another direction, you get your 3D glasses. and there's another change. You got the 3D glasses going on. It's all an illusion, and the sound is right the in your wind, ear. The wind heat. and water, heat, the fog machine, Fucking awesome, everything. Trip. It's it's a full 4D experience. I love it. And you do get fooled, and even Isaac, who hates roller coasters, thinks he's on a roller coaster, but you're really not. And if you understand the whole point of being at Universal, it's to see all the behind the scenes. And then you're thrust into these rides, which aren't really rides. They're more of an illusion, just like in the movies. I love my 3D glasses so I couldn't get the whole view up on Fast and the Furious. You didn't really miss much. It all looked the same. They had that Fast and Furious thing. I almost took yours, too. Man. For reals. For reals. But you were like, wait, 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 wait. I was going to be that that asshole big brother and just take your fucking just 3D glasses. Just ruin my experience because yes. you ruined yours. That. 
<laughs> just saw the images of nothing. And again, and we, uh, again, we go back to how guys don't want to grow up and mature. For real, you man. Can't like, accept I, I, I dropped glasses. my glasses at the at the. Gonna be a great at father. The flood. Oh, wait. <laughs> One day. You're already. Oh man. Now I almost took your glasses. Oh, man. One thing about uh, Universal Studios is that I've been to both of them. The one in Florida, the one in California. And pound for pound, for, for the price of ticket, you got to go to the one in California. How much is it? Is it the same price? Same price. Florida? It's so expensive. Because you get the movie tour. Yeah, I can't believe that you don't get a tour. No. But there's nothing to tour in Orlando because they don't shoot movies there. But here we have the studio tour. You the, see the studio. You see the Psycho House. You see the... Uh, I, I the don't Psycho know, House is badass. The Psycho House is great. So is the World of the Worlds plane crash. The World of the World plane trash. Plane crash, yeah. And the Desperate Housewife neighborhood. Desperate Housewife neighborhood. Which, which is basically, uh, it's that's actually a neighborhood in leave a couple other Beaver. places. What, was it really? Leave yeah, they don't show it no more, but it should be Leave it to oh, Beaver. Oh, did it? Okay. But yeah, it's a little suburban house. And it was in the Burbs as well. That The couple of those houses were used in the Burbs. My nipples get hard thinking about it. <laughs> I'm so excited. But yeah, it's those are real sets. And um, they're cool. The studio tour is the greatest part. Yes. It's the greatest part. The King Kong. Yeah, and the King Kong part of the ride. The earthquake ride. And even the campy, even the campy announcer, you don't even, I mean, stupid jokes. And then you got Jimmy Fallon now, was Jay Leno. But nobody's excited about Jay Leno telling you funny stuff on the ride. So Also, people, if you're going to get on that tour, get on a third cart. You'll see a better view of Jaws. Yeah, we had a second car. And we, we noticed we were up a little further this time. And it changed the experience on the tour. Because we were a little bit further ahead. Yeah, we were still in the first one. She's that chick, and that's it. They lose. Yeah, they do lose out. Because even when, like, the water main breaks and it comes down, you're way behind. You're way in front of it. you got to look behind you to see the water flood coming, you know? It's, yeah. it's not very exciting. Sit on the third car. Or the fourth car, yeah. Don't be in the middle. Yeah, third or fourth car. And you'll get more. You'll have a better view also of the screen when you go into the King Kong uh, section. Because then you can see left and right and which way you should turn. But it's cool. It's this, cool is, this is something that they didn't have at Universal Studios when I was a kid, by the way. They got people that let you walk around with beer now. Yeah. It's like walking beer. with a big old 32 ounce Modelo <laughs> bumping into kids with it now. That was pretty fun. I think. Although I had to pee halfway through the I think tour, they should yeah. bring back a lot of stuff. Like when we were watching like videos, man, it's all old I am and how long ago I went to Universal Studios. My grandmother, I guess she loved Universal Studios, so we had to go. I saw the six million dollar man stunt show. Damn, you're old. <laughs> the A-team stunt show. <laughs> Were they fake dressed like the fake guys dressed like the... Um... Yeah, Mr. T was just a chubby black man with a mohawk hat. But it was good because they were going to shootout. Wow. It was awesome. So that was fun, Universal Studios. It was hot over there, too. Yeah, it was hot. Were, were we trying to ignore how hot it was? Um, there, no. It was actually... Where was the place we were at? We were just trying to ignore it, how hot it was. That was yesterday at Dodger Stadium. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was pain. That was probably the hottest I've ever been anywhere. And I was in um, Orlando where it was... 96 and humid, but this is unbearable. It's like a it's like a heater, like an oven blasting in your face, and it just won't stop. Humid is bad too, because you feel gross and sticky all the time. But 
this was bad. This was like opening an oven door and just you can't move. And you keep looking around for, why is this heater on me? But it's no heater on you. It's just the air. I love you. I love you too. Sorry about the past. We don't talk about it more. I don't remember it much. You have selective memory. My mom told me that when I was a kid, no te acuerdas lo que te conviene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's I'm where sure I'll be. she said that to your dad too. Probably. So that's where I'll be, people. Yeah, so we got uh, San Diego and uh, Arlington, Virginia. Arlington, Virginia, yes. That's D.C. area. We'll tell you the lineup on the other podcast. What's up, who? Yeah, uh, D.C. area, 29th and 30th of, July, of June. No, oh, no, no, of July, sorry. And then um, then you've got um, West Palm Beach, first week of August. And then you're just constantly working from the from the last week of July you're constantly working through September so we're going to have another situation like we've had the last few weeks I was gone for 11 weeks in a row uh, I saw like schedules so I won't be gone for 12 huh you were home for one to two days a week that's funny for in, those, in those 12 weeks like if you add it all up how many days I'm home it's only like a month yeah you're gone more than you were home yeah which you know I'm not complaining because that's what you wrote on your card. I, I thought like you would not like the busy. I thought you didn't like being busy all day. I like being busy. Me it's too. just hard to balance with my son and also like love life. Love life, you know, just trying to be not serious sometimes because you know I'm a very serious person most of the time. She's a scheduler. I'm a planner. A planner. I'm a planner. I've never been with anybody. I guess um, when I would date people, like they would just um, deal with me, I guess. Or they would just not care that you weren't calling for three days in a row. Or like they would just, <laughs> like they'll say, what, what time should I be there? I don't know. I'll just be here waiting for you. But see, I can't deal with that. These are, I, these are younger times, I guess. Like I said, when I came out of my marriage, and I, the world had changed. Things were different. People were different. And it was new for me to meet with someone, you know, for a date. And then, oh, well, I thought we were just going to hang out. I thought it was a loose time frame, not an exact time that I had to be here. Well, this is what time I expected you. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more of an adult than you were at that time. Maybe. You were just a little slut. No. (laughs) What? Just kidding. My son is in the room. He's got his headphones on. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, then we had, um, yeah, so you, we were, uh, you just dealt with different girls. Those are girls. They were my ladies. They were girls and you were a boy at the time. <laughs> In a man's body. <laughs> yeah, I wrote my back. And that's all right. You're different now. You're not different. You're more mature. More and, mature. And I mean that in... World famous. But I've, wa- I've watched you... Uh, evolve into the guy that I knew you were and the guy that I knew was in there, you know? Busy guy. Busy guy. Well, I think, you know what? Keeping you busy is the key to keeping you straight on the straight and narrow. You know what I mean? Yes. Because the moment you're bored, it's that idle hands. Do the devil's work. Beers. <laughs> I think uh, you've got to occupy your time with lots of stuff. And staying busy is good pays the bills and it, hopefully it will allow us to be off and not worry that you're not working for like a month later on in the year you know like december or something around christmas it kind of slows down around that time anyway 
we won't worry this year. Yeah. You know, because we made up for it in the beginning of this year. So. Thanks for listening to the Enchilada Casserole podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good week. See you guys in maybe two weeks or a week and a half. You never know. <laughs> Bye-bye. It's summertime and you know what that means. Gonna head out to the beach. Gonna do some beachy things. It's summertime. Feels just right. Gonna gather all my friends and we'll party through the night. Summertime. Love it. It's a lemon in the summertime. It's summertime. Love it. My baby, why can't you be mine? It's summertime and I just can't wait. Gonna call you on the phone. Gonna take you on a date. It's summertime and I hope you like steak. Gonna take you to a restaurant and eat it at the lake. It's summertime.